The fall semester of Weirwood Preparatory Academy has just begun, and already relationship drama abounds between former friends, current enemies, and future lovers. pick up our story the next day as classes are wrapping up. Jameson has still not been seen by anyone, but these kinds of things happen, and as he was mostly a loner to begin with, it doesn't seem to be much of a big deal. As everyone cleans up their things and gets ready to go to their after-school activities, Lucas has a decision to make. He can either disappoint his teammates for a second day in a row by not showing up for practice, or he can disappoint Bishop by canceling his date with them. <laughs> as he's mulling these thoughts over, he discovers a note in his bag. Oh, what? Dun dun dun. It is high quality parchment paper tied with a red silk ribbon and smells faintly of some sort of floral scent. Mm hmm. Well, I'm going to open that when no one's around. So I'll probably like stay sitting in my seat, let class kind of file out, and then I'll open it up. Okay. After everyone leaves, you open the note and something inside drops out. It is a braided silk bracelet in the school's colors. Lucas, what are the school's colors? Blue, silver, and white. Mm, that sound bad. Like, like a, like a dark blue. So this bracelet is a core of white with the the dark blue and silver arcing over it in gentle lines. Okay. Now. Is there writing on this note, or is this just... There is, in fact, writing on it, and I'm going to have you read it for us. Well, I know who this is. The note says, Lucas, we need to talk about yesterday. Heart out. I am pretty sure that this is Lexi. You can make whatever assumptions you'd like. I take a deep inhale of the scent of the bracelet and the note, and I try and recall if that scent is similar, if not exactly the same, to Lexi's perfume from the day before. Go ahead and roll with dark, then. All right. My dark is at minus one, so we'll see how this goes. That is a seven on the die, so it's a six. So that is a failure. So close. So close. So go ahead and mark an experience point for that failure. Yippee! And as you are nose deep in this piece of paper, <laughs> who would be the worst person to catch you doing this? Oh, God. I mean, I have an idea, but she's been used so much. I'm going to say Reggie, because we have unfinished beef and I just missed practice yesterday. Okay. As you are nose deep in this paper, you are interrupted by the classroom door opening, and you look up and lock eyes for a moment with Reggie, who takes in your hunched-over-the-desk appearance, silk ribbon next to the bracelet, and your face buried in this piece of paper, and he just slowly raises an eyebrow. Hey, man. Hey, what's up? Just, uh... He sort of grits his teeth. looking. Just looking for you. We missed you yesterday. 
and wanted to come by and escort you to the field so you don't miss today, too. Wow, you want to escort me? Foof. Uh, Reg, I must say I'm honored that you think I'm that important, but all right, sure. Um, Do you have an escort yet? Do I need one? I mean, are you going to go around and try to abuse more of your classmates? Because it seems like someone might need to watch you. He reaches up to touch the large bruise that is still visible across his face. I'm not the one assaulting people. Did you learn your lesson, though? Why don't we? Why don't we go to the field? We're cutting into practice time. What? What's your game here, Reg? I mean, you you definitely have something to prove. Just let it out. Come on. You weren't very chill about what you did yesterday. Instead of coming to practice. Maybe uh, maybe maybe some of us are upset that you're not taking this seriously anymore. That I'm not taking this seriously? What? You decided to try and start shit with our main keeper because he was nice and helped someone that you wanted to help and felt that you deserved to help them? Look, look, I'll come and I'll make sure that the team understands that, yeah, I am still dedicated, but if it comes to who's going to betray who, I'll have their back. You, on the other hand, decide to betray them for your own selfish goals. So, you want to keep stepping on my toes here or trying to prove something? Or are we done here? Go ahead and roll with cold to shut Reggie down. Ah. Cold uh, is also unfortunately a minus one, and I rolled a five, so that is a total of four. So woohoo! I am full up on experience now. Excellent, sweet. If uh, <laughs> if you know what you're doing, we can do it right now. Otherwise, wait till the nope. break. Nope. Oh wait. Oh wait. Okay. Okay. You should get hotter for the big date. That's what I would suggest. <laughs> you know, I'd been thinking about this, but I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm so sick of you acting superior to people. No, just I'm you, Reggie. So just you. I am so sick of your bullshit. I was gonna have a conversation with you and the team. See if we can get your head back in things. See what we can figure out what's going on. But I don't think we, I'm gonna do that. I think we can we can settle this right now. <laughs> and he cracks his neck and balls up his fists a bit and heads in your direction. So because these desks are not attached to the chair, when he comes within range, I, like, table flip the desk into his fucking chest. Damn. Are you attempting to hurt him or stop him? I am trying to make it clear I am sick of his shit and he is my little beta bitch to my elfiness. Sounds like you're going to try and shut him down. You're at a minus yep. one because you already failed to shut him down once. And you're at an additional minus one because you are a right. laughing stock. Ah. Unless you have a move that would work better for this situation. I am looking at strings because I have a string on Reggie. You can spend the string to add one to your roll against him. Hmm. I will do that. So then I'm only at a minus one instead of a minus two. Come on, boxcars. Come on, boxcars. That's a five, so that means that's a four. So once again, I fail. 
he is running on a combination of adrenaline, anger, and a little bit of fear. And as you throw the desk up in his face, he charges forward, grabs the edge of the desk, and smashes it into your face. (laughs) You're going to take one harm from that, and an additional harm for failing the roll. Okay. Alexis, while this is going on, what are you doing? I am waiting at the practice field, watching them practice their soccer stuff. You notice that several members of the team are missing. Reggie, Lucas, and Jameson are not on the field. I'm going to listen to my spider sense and try to figure out if something bad is happening. (laughs) Go ahead and gaze into the abyss and roll with dark. I have a minus one dark, but because Lucas is the target of my what's yours is mine ability, I gain a plus one. So it's a flat roll then? Flat roll. A four and a two is a six. You may mark a point of experience, and as you are attempting to concentrate on your tie with Lucas, you're suddenly knocked over as somebody runs into you. Johnny, could you describe yourself, please, and tell us why you ran into Alexis? Hey, everybody, it's Johnny Waffle. I am the largest guy with the most school spirit. Everyone's seen me around the school at some point or another. And I have the skin of a gargoyle this go around. And I am somewhat of a protector of the school. I am tall, quite handsome, with a square jaw, no facial hair, blonde hair, built like a brick shit house, And I didn't notice Alexis there as I was trying to hype up the soccer players and stuff. You know, keep that school spirit cranking out. Alexis, you've seen Johnny around. He's not in your class, but he's definitely a student, and he's been there kind of in the background as long as you can remember. (sighs) I rise up as I dust myself off. I Oh, shoot! I'm so sorry! Oh, man, I didn't see you there. I I try to help them get up as well. No, no, please don't I, this is why I always keep a spare outfit here, because of, because I, I can't look like this right now. Why did you have to throw me in the dirt? I, I, it was a complete accident. I didn't see you there. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. What's your name? Alexis Loveless. Pleasure to meet you, Alexis. I would like both of you to roll to shut someone down. Nine plus one is ten. Four plus two is six, and I have a plus one from cold. So you got a ten, Johnny. You get to choose one of the following. She loses a string on you. If she has none on you, you gain one on her. She gains a condition, or you take plus one forward. I'll take that string if, or give that, or yeah, however that works. You gain a string on her because you're cutting her down to size. Alexis, you rolled a seven. You get to choose one. Either Johnny loses a string on you. He gains a condition, or you gain plus one forward. Additionally, because you came across poorly, he gets to give you a condition. Oh, well, he's definitely getting the clutch condition. Yes. I will give Alexis the unaware condition for not being aware enough of her surroundings to move the out of the way. Both of you take a moment to maybe reassess the person in front of you, who you might have dismissed previously or not paid attention to. As you realize that both of you are talking to someone who is a little bit better at social manipulation than you would have credited them for. Bishop, what are you doing? I was preparing myself for my big date. I was curious about what happened between 
Lucas and Alexis, so I wanted to commune with the spirits of nature and gaze into the abyss and see what secrets they might show me about it. How are you doing so? I'd just be in the forest next to the school, just trying to commune there in a place I feel comfortable. Go ahead and roll with dark. All right. Well, unfortunately, I rolled one twice, so even with my dark score of one, that's only a three. Go ahead and mark an experience. And as you're attempting to commune with them, a heavy, hulking shape steps out of the woods. Easily ten feet tall, this being looks to be made of vines and moss and bark, as if part of the forest floor had risen up in sentience. And you know it's sentient Ah. because it has a pair of burning green eyes fixed on you that look intelligent and old. Um, uh... Uh, uh, hel- hello there, handsome. How's it going? Trespasser. Uh, oh, I-, I was just leaving. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. What are you doing? I'm going to attempt to run away. Go ahead and roll with Volatile, then. Hope for the best. Total of a seven. That is a partial success. So you do get away, but you have to choose one of the following. You run into something worse, you cause a big scene, or you leave something behind. I think I'll leave something behind. What is it that gets left behind? So we have cell phones and things at this point, right? Absolutely. That seems like that would be something that would be very important to Bishop, considering their social connections. That sounds very accurate. You left behind your cell phone. Yes. You also take the trespasser condition. All right. With that, we move back over to Lucas, who is currently bleeding from the face from the desk that Reggie just hit him with, which Reggie is still gripping tightly. Lucas, what do you do? Because he still has the desk in his hands, I'm going to grab the other four legs, and I am going to charge him into the back wall. And I am going for harm. I am out for blood at this point. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to lash out physically. Tonight is not my goddamn night at fucking all. So that that is Snake Eyes. Holy shit. Which puts me at a four. Another failed roll. Yippee. Go ahead and mark another experience. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. And you charge him across the room, but you don't have very good placement of your footing here. And he ducks under the edge of the desk, grabs the back of your jacket, and throws you through the window. Episode four. This is our first real episode after the initial drop. We are excited to bring this episode to you guys. Things are starting to get a little bit more visceral and... A lot more intense, and you're in for a wild ride. After this episode, we are down to three regular players and our Mistress of Ceremonies. So, starting with episode five, we've got a smaller cast, the story's a little bit tighter, and there's a little bit more freedom to play the game the way we want to. Yeah, and more time for Don Bishop, that's what you want, right? Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening. Hopefully next week we'll have more news about the Emerald Concessions for you. Yes, bring me your concessions. And don't forget, you can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are hosted or listened to. or It's fancy words, I don't know. With that, back to the show.
Alexis and Johnny. You guys are sort of staring at each other. What do you do? Look at my watch. Is it about time that I should be doing school paper stuff? I don't know. Is it? I believe it's about a half hour into practice, and that's normally around the time that everyone gets there. So I'm going to start heading over to there. First, I turn to Miss Alexis, and I am so sorry about running into you. That was my bad. I have to run, though. I got to go do stuff with the school paper. Again, I'm very sorry. Please don't hate me. And then I run off. I sigh and head towards the school myself. My other outfit isn't nearly this cute. Oh, We'll go back to Lucas for a moment. Lucas, is the window that Reggie threw you at closed or open? Open. What floor of the building is this classroom on? We are on the second floor. Oof. Okay, then. You've already taken some pretty big hits, and you've just been thrown out of a second-story window. Yep. You have a choice here. You can either hit the ground and take an additional harm, which Reggie may decide to pull the string he has on you and increase to another harm, which you won't know until you've made that decision. Mm Mm-hmm. Or your darkest self triggers as a sort of self-defense mechanism. So I either fall and get hurt real bad and possibly hurt more, or I turn to my darkest self. You've already taken two harm, correct? Yep. Correct. If you take four harm, you die. Correct. So you'll take a guaranteed one harm with the possibility of Reggie spending a string to do an additional harm to you, which will kill you. Mm -hmm. Or you turn into your darkest self. You've got to admit, leaving Reggie on the hook for your murder is a little bit tempting. Hmm. We're going to go with the drama here. We're going to go darkest self. Why don't you read out what your darkest self is and explain what Bishop sees as they flee out of the forest and what Alexis and Johnny see as they return towards the school building and what Reggie sees from the window where he's standing shocked. You transform into a terrifying wolf creature. You crave power and dominance, and those are earned through bloodshed. If anyone attempts to stand in your way, they must be brought down and made to bleed. You escape your darkest self when you wound someone you really care about, or the sun rises, whichever happens first. I let my rage in inner bestial self let loose. My arms elongate. You can hear the popping and snapping of bones and ligaments as my body swells. My clothes rip from my body. My face becomes lupine. Hair covers every inch of me. Claws push from hands and toes. And I stare up at Reggie. But knowing how bright it is, though I am glaring at him and my lip is curled, fangs are bared, I know better and I run towards the woods. All of you see Lucas transform into this towering, terrifying, lupine creature and begin rushing towards the woods. Bishop, you come out of the woods towards the school in time to see Lucas get flung out of a window and turn into a giant werewolf. He then turns and starts headed in your direction. What are you doing? I'm going to try to keep my cool because it would probably be scary. Go ahead and roll with cold. So I rolled a seven, unfortunate. Wait. Technically, this is a roll against Lucas because he's the source of the fear. Reggie's there and obviously something happened between them and he's running away. There's no way I could leverage that, is there? You couldn't leverage the turncoat condition here. I don't feel it would apply. However, he does also have another condition. If you oh. know what it is, you could pull on that one. Well, I was there when he became a laughing stock, so 
you know that he's not necessarily as frightening as he appears. So you can pull on the laughing stock condition to take a plus one on this roll. I will do so. That would give me a seven, which okay. would be a partial success. You may ask a question about the situation and take plus one forward to acting on that information. However, keeping your cool would require you to stand your ground, putting you in the path of this werewolf. I still want to go on my date, so how would I fix this, I guess, would be my question. He is probably very hungry and definitely in pain. He needs to let that pain out somehow. Oh, I could try to lead him towards that monster. You could indeed. That sounds like a good idea. You have a plus one forward to acting on the information I gave you. Johnny, you're next because you were headed to the school before Alexis did. You're probably running, I believe you said. Oh, I am sprinting after the wolf as fast as I can. That is the only thing I'm focusing on from here on out. Yeah, you see the wolf and you are sprinting towards it. What are you doing? My plan is to spear tackle the wolf away from the student I see it heading towards, if I can get there in time. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep following whatever's happening till I catch up. Hopefully, we don't go off the property. I'm also not looking to hurt. I'm looking to restrain and then figure it out from there. Could you give me a keep your cool roll with cold in order to attempt to successfully tackle a werewolf? <sighs> That's a four altogether. Okay. A two and a one. You can mark a point of experience. Yep. You shoulder block this werewolf, and it doesn't even notice you. Because it's much more fixated on the hulking, shambling figure that just stepped out of the forest. Ah. Alexis. I am finding my way to Reggie. I know that I don't have much I can physically do in this situation, but there are some things that need to be taken care of, and this is one of them. You find him at the windowsill of the classroom, gripping the rail and just staring in blind horror at what's going on in the grounds below him. As I approach, I unbutton my blouse several steps and make sure that enough is showing to catch his attention. As I run up beside him and just latch onto his arm, I'm making as much skin-to-skin contact as possible. Oh, oh, Reggie, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna get dawn. Ah. Go ahead and roll with hot to try and turn him on. That's going to be a 7 plus 2 hot, plus 1 because this is all in pursuit of my end goal. So that's going to be a 10. On a 10, you gain a string on Reggie, and he gets to choose a reaction. It doesn't seem appropriate here for him to give himself to you or get embarrassed. So I'm going to have him promise something he thinks you want. Reggie sort of snaps out of it and looks at Alexis and then glances down and then away at the several inches of cleavage that it's showing. Um, that's... I'm not going to allow that. Uh. I know you can save them, and I know how grateful they'll be. And I'm going to spend my string to tempt him to, to keep the werewolf away from Dawn. He balls up his fists. It's just some kind of a trick. There's no such thing as monsters. I got this. And he winks at you and rushes off outside. And as a reminder, I have the puppeteer move as a Jorogumo. When I tempt a side character to help me, they do so without question and will forget why they did so. Yes, indeed. At this point, I head back to my locker to get a change of clothes. That will take you out of the scene. I'm sure it will. Okay. And as I walk to my locker, in addition to trying to figure out exactly how I want this next outfit to look, I'm also trying to decide whether or not I'm going to go to Reggie's funeral. Bishop, there are now two monsters here. 
One was until moments ago a friend of yours, and one was until moments before that unknown to you entirely. What are you doing? Using the information I got from keeping my cool, I'd like to try to direct the werewolf to the big, scary, vine creature. That's going to be a turn someone on roll. You're trying to get Lucas to do what you want, so roll with hot. I think I could use my wild hunt here. I'll give you that, yes. Your wild hunt is applicable here. And I also have plus one from the keep my cool, right? Or is that what a forward does, I think? Yeah. That is the first time you make a roll, you add plus one to it. So that'll give me a total of plus four, so please no stake, guys. <laughs> All right, come on. Okay, that gives me a total of a ten. You so gain is... a string on Werewolf Lucas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he chooses a reaction. He gives himself to you. He promises something he thinks you want, or he gets embarrassed and acts awkward. I know what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Same. You can also... <laughs> Spend the string that you just gained in order to tempt him to doing what you want. I'll just see how it goes. Lucas, Dawn is attempting to direct your attention to the forest monster that just appeared. I head in the direction of the forest monster. As you get closer to it, you realize it's bigger than you are. Oh, shit. Vines and moss, bits of tree and stick and leaf make a vague humanoid form, but it's incomplete almost and very, very old. And its green eyes are burning with intelligence and anger as it notices you as probably the biggest threat here. What are you doing? Is it acting hostile? It does not seem to be friendly. Since Don is who directed me, I am trusting Don that they know something I don't know about this. And based on the fear reaction on their face, I'm going to lash out physically at this thing. Roll with volatile, please. Seven on the die with a volatile of two. Do I get anything for having claws? I will give you a plus one because you're a werewolf. Yay. So that brings it to a ten. You slam your claws into this thing and rake out an enormous chunk of forest matter. As it's separated from the thing's body, the bits that you yank out just sort of lose cohesion and disperse back into normal forest detritus. It roars in surprise and anger, but the roar is so deep that it more is something you feel than something you're actually hearing. And it starts shifting, hunching over a little as if to hide the wound to prevent it from being targeted again. I'm taking a string on it because I dealt a damage. Go ahead and take the string on it. Johnny, what are you doing? I take a moment to really take in my surroundings, and then I invoke my grotesque ability. I may transform into my animate form, which just looks like me, but bronze. In this form, I am an inanimate object brought to life. While animate, I take one less harm from anything that harms me to a minimum of zero, and I get plus one to lash out physically or shut someone down. I start stepping towards the tree beast, and as I'm starting to step, my skin seems to start to smooth out, harden, and becomes that dark bronze color, like the thinker. And I still have the same military jacket on and military pants, outdated, and I just stroll up to it, hoping this goes well, and reel back as far as I can, and try to punch it right in its bark face. So all of you see Johnny turn into a bronze statue. Some of you might recognize this as very similar looking to a certain statue deep in the woods from a long overgrown monument from World War II. I am going to lash out physically at this tree because it seems like the most immediate danger to everyone. Go ahead and roll with Volatile. 
Wow. That's a six, a five, plus two. So that's a total of 13. The creature doesn't even respond to you coming up. It seems possible that it sees you as part of the forest, maybe, because you tend to stay there. Regardless, it doesn't react until it's far too late, and your punch caves its face in, leaving a crater where it was a moment ago. And there's a hissing noise as of a hurricane whipping through leaves, and the creature almost seems to fold in half. A moment later, it is much diminished, coming up about to Bishop's shoulder. It's still there, still menacing, but not anywhere near the threat that it was a moment ago. I turn around to everyone behind me and say, Let's go for a walk. We should talk. Bishop, you're now faced with three monsters, one of which is talking to you. All right. I'm not a very physical person, but I will still, seeing that Johnny has turned around and the creature is starting to rear behind him, I say, Look out! And I push past him and try to kick the creature and see how terribly this goes. Okay, I get a four. You rush up at the creature and completely don't realize that part of what you thought was forest floor that you're running on is still part of the creature. And you suddenly lose your footing as that part rears up and slams back down on you, clamping around your thighs and one of your arms. You take two harm as it basically just dropped a tree on you. Ow. It hurts. Go ahead and mark one experience. Lucas, Bishop just tried to run up between you and the gargoyle and this forest monster. The gargoyle's back is turned to this situation as if everything's cool, and you're still wolfed out. What are you doing? The biggest threat is the forest monster. I go around its left flank. As I am coming up on its flank, I am on all fours bounding, and I reach up my left claw in slash upward, trying to take as many vines and branches out of it as I possibly can. Roll to lash out physically using volatile. That's seven. Volatile is two. Scent of blood. Add plus one to all rolls against those who have been harmed in this scene already. That puts me out of town. And I get another string. You tear great large chunks of it out. At this point, it's reduced almost to a quivering mass. You get a very strong feeling, all of you, that the creature is speaking. But again, it's more something you feel than something heard. Will return a reckoning. And cut to pieces, mostly gone, it starts sinking back into the forest floor. Luckily for Johnny, the creature didn't take advantage of the opening presented by him turning around. And you might have an opportunity to rectify your mistake. What are you doing, Johnny? After noticing that it is in fact still standing, I throw another punch at it. I feel like you're not going to believe me, but it's another five and six. which. Brings me to 13 again. You're very much aware that the way that your hit is aimed, you will kill this creature. But you know that doing so will be killing this creature, not just defeating it. I am a creation of man. And as this is a creation of nature, I'm not that concerned about it. I need to protect the students. Very well. Your fist slams into this creature in an explosion of violence, in a microcosm mimicking the violence man has done to nature, the triumph of progress over natural order. 
the lights flare in wide-eyed disbelief as your punch comes in, and then the fire just vanishes as you smash into the ground. 